You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. It's Debbie time. The 2023 class is sneaking up on us. We're going to be talking about some 2023 eligible wide receivers today. Joined by my faithful co-host, Nate Christian. Nate, how's it going, my man? Hey, you know, you know how much I love talking about this upcoming draft class. So, um, I like wide receivers too. So, it's a, it's a fun little episode here. I agree. So let's get right into it. Uh, this is being heralded as a quarterback slash running back class. Yes. What about the wide receivers? Because you and I have talked ad nauseum about this, that wide receiver is at sometimes the easiest position to replace. Yes. More of them, more likely to be productive. You know, does does this class have the possibility of being as good as the 2022 class? I mean, it's, it's, let's let's get into it. So Let's start with number one. Who is your 2023 wide receiver one? Yeah. So before I before I announce my number one, which is really not too difficult, um, you know, we've been really spoiled with the draft classes at wide receiver recently. Um, 2020, 2021, 2022 so far. Everyone has had some really great players come out as a rookie and perform well um, in the NFL and fantasy. So, you know, we have that expectation now that we need to see rookies hit almost from day one. And I think there's two uh, really strong guys, and this is a little top-heavy of a class, but there's still plenty of time in the college season for the, uh, the three through ten, let's say, tier to clear up a little bit. But at number one, we got Jackson Smith the Jigba. I know that he has barely played this year. Um, he's played in two games, but very injured on limited snap counts. Um, so he's only got four receptions for 36 yards this year. But looking back at last year, while playing with future first-rounders Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, he led the team with 1,606 yards on 95 receptions for 16.9 yards per catch and nine touchdowns. He outperformed two first-rounders with C.J. Stroud, and we were really hoping to see him just blast off into a totally different dimension this year. We haven't seen it because of the injury, but... The talent is still there. He was highly recruited uh, out of high school, and Jackson Smith Najigba has shown us that he can do it. We're not, I'm not worried about him missing uh, time so far. He's my wide receiver one still to this day. That intrigues me. Yeah. And I heard a lot of people saying, like, he's small, but he's six foot, 197. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, personally, I'd probably have him – just after your next guy but this is a guy that we've been on for quite a while i've been a fan of his since i started scouting kenny pickett mm-hmm. who's your number two wide receiver in this class name yeah and you know at this point uh with with jsn not playing too much this guy's looking almost like the 1b um more like and it's jordan addison over at usc you know catching passes from caleb williams now and in the lincoln riley offense he has looked pretty good um he was the booking off winner last year which is award that goes to the very best wide receiver in college football he won that award last year with kenny pickett um so this guy obviously has the pedigree already freshman year 666 yards four touchdowns 60 receptions at Pitt last year 100 receptions for nearly 1600 yards 17 touchdowns last year i mean this guy you know you're looking at him and he's only six foot 175 he's kind of like devonta smith actually and just his ability to play bigger than he is be a red zone threat things like that 
Uh, so far this year, 32 receptions for 479 yards and six touchdowns. Like, not quite the clip that he had last year with Kenny Pickett, but still looking really good, still getting those touchdowns. You know, that wasn't just a fluke last year. So Jordan Addison, he's a guy that, as a prospect, looks really, really strong all around. The production's there. You know, Jason has to come back at some point this season if he wants to keep that one number one spot. Yeah, for sure. And I like Jordan Addison. Again, so far, these guys, they do have another year of eligibility left. You never know what's going to happen. We've seen it before. I do have one question for you. If Marvin Harrison Jr. was 2023 eligible, would you have him? He'd well, probably be my wide receiver three. He'd be your wide receiver three. So you don't think he's a better prospect right now than Jackson Smith and Jigba? No. Okay. Do you think he has the potential to get into a mold like that? He has the potential because he is, I, I would say, more physically gifted. Okay. And when you're more physically gifted, you do have that you know super uber high potential that we've seen only a couple players really hit, you know, like Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson, you know, players that are such an elite physical talent, and they also have the you know pass catching ability, wide receiver talent. Um, you know, don't see it all the time. You know, guys have great physical talents and guys lean on it too much. Um, but Marvin Harrison, he has that upside because of the fact that he is a big, strong outside receiver. Well, JSN might be more limited to the slot, but also at the same time, I don't think he should have any problems playing at the next level. I'm not about to you know, say he's next to Justin Jefferson, but Jefferson had no issues moving to the outside. That is true. Yeah. All right. So let's go to our third wide receiver now, a guy that I've been – I think I talked about him on our live stream, one of the live streams we did. Who's your number three wide receiver in this class? Yeah, you know, this is where it gets a little murky, and I don't have anything from this point on really in set in stone because there's so much football that to be played, and no one has really come out and shown that they are the wide receiver three in this class. So, But as I would rank them today, I do have Josh Downs here. Um, he has kind of moved up my ranks. He did miss a couple games, but Drake May is looking really good. Looks like North Carolina hasn't dropped off much since Sam Howell. Actually, May is looking better than Howell looked at times um, yeah. over his career. Uh but Josh Downs looked great with how 101 receptions, 13-35 receiving yards last year, eight touchdowns. You know, at 5'10", 180, he is a slot receiver, but he is a physical slot receiver. He's a fast slot receiver. He's a guy that's going to give you yards after catch. He's hard to take down in the open field. He's a guy that can perform very well in the modern NFL and in a PPR league, do very well for your fantasy team. Because of that, I'm, I'm going with him as my wide receiver three. He's, you know, Drake May is looking his way when he's on the field. And Josh Downs is a talent. We can see it. He's one of the guys I feel safer about right now after the first two. So right now for me, he is a wide receiver three. I don't think he's going to end up there, but he's the safest bet at this point. So based on how they've all looked so far, he's my wide receiver three. Josh Downs or Sky Moore? Uh, Josh Downs. Really? Yeah. Okay. I agree, by the way. I like Josh Downs a lot. I think he's fantastic. And I do think Drake May is better than Sam Howell. I think Sam Howell, Sam Howell might be a better college-style quarterback. I think Drake May is a better pro-style quarterback. My thought. Yeah, stand in the pocket. I think we, we, might get, we might get there. Yeah. You never know. Um, there's also been people clamoring for Sam Howell in Washington, by the way. I, I've seen that. Would, would be very interesting. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. All right. So, before we move on to Nate's number four, you know, talking about Sam Howell, Washington, kind of dirty. So, you got to clean that up. 
Try using Dr. Squatch to do it. What is Dr. Squatch? Hey, we're glad you asked. Dr. Squatch develops natural, high-performance personal care products like bar soap, deodorant, shampoo, conditioner, and even beard oils. They only feature manly scents with only the finest ingredients Mother Nature has to offer, all while avoiding the harmful ingredients often used by traditional brands. That's stuff that drives you out, guys. Dr. Squatch is dedicated to male-specific formulations that directly address the personal care demands of men like you and me everywhere. Dr. Squatch offers a wide variety of bundles that were catered to your specific needs, as well as a subscription service so you'll never have to remember to order more before you run out. Subscribe and save money today because with Dr. Squatch, satisfaction is guaranteed. If this isn't the best natural product you've ever used, it's on us, Dr. Squatch, that is. So don't drop the soap. Take care of yourself for once. It's smell great doing it. Link is in the description. Hit it up. 20% off orders of $20 or more, and you get free shipping on that order as well. So, Nate, wide receiver number four. There's been some talks of this guy. Apparently, he scrubbed his school from his social media. Apparently. I guess it's back. Apparently, he doesn't like the way the coach is calling the game. Who's your wide receiver number four? Is he going to stay here or is he going to flake out? Yeah, man, I, I've I've not been a huge fan of this guy, and so many people had him crowned as the wide receiver one coming into last year, um, coming into this year, sticking with it, and I, I've not been convinced, and I am now validated in not being convinced. It's Kayshawn Boutte, uh, who – for LSU at six foot one ninety, you know, I'm not saying he's a bad receiver. He's obviously my wide receiver four at this point, but some people were crowning him as, you know, I think we're doing a little bit of helmet scouting because there's been some good wide receivers coming to LSU. But uh, remember Terrence Marshall, you know, not every single wide receiver coming to LSU is a stud. Boutte did have a very good uh, start to his career. 2020 as a freshman, 735 yards, five touchdowns on 45 receptions. Uh, last year, 500 yards, nine touchdowns before injury shortened his season. That was over six games. So he looked good through two years. Um, the injury came up, and that's where things started to go a little awry because before that, he looked great, looked like he was on a very high path to being a great NFL prospect. Injury came along. There's question marks about that. He hasn't really returned to form so far this year. Um, through five games, only 130 yards and one touchdown not looking good and it's not that the offense isn't good because Malik neighbors and um, Jenkins who's you know a senior there they've been playing well even Brian Thomas has been playing better than Boutte for a lot of games so he's really fallen down uh, the ranks at LSU and he I mean he's got to come back strong or he's not going to be here in the top five by the time the season starts he'll be transferred out somewhere uh, playing for a different team and trying to revitalize his NFL draft position so a guy I'm not a huge fan of, and this is one of the guys that I have ranked high because of his ceiling. But at this point, I do not feel like he is a safe prospect. With the injury, could we say if he doesn't get it together, and let's say he declares, because could he have a Justin Ross-style dissension? I mean, we're, we're talking about I, a I don't quite that much. I mean, I, I think even at this point, if he doesn't have quite the season, he still declares, he's still going to be – a second round pick I think unless he has a really really bad testing process I think you could test well and probably get back up to a first round pick there's a world I can definitely see that happening so I don't think he goes undrafted you know at any point in his career I think he, he gets to the NFL and at worst he's a day two pick okay All right, perfect so wide receiver literally falls out of his college career it could always happen which is yeah. possible it could happen with them. I mean for good reason or not 
I mean, we saw it with Journey Brown. You know, you never know what can happen with yeah. Debbie players. Yeah. That's and hey, you like the running back, and he transferred and became a linebacker. <laughs> that just shows how athletic he really is. I just want to throw that out. Debbie, you know, you never know what could happen. <laughs> I know it's it's amazing. Uh, Demonte Trainum, I think his name was. Yes. Yes. Um, Wide receiver number five, we've talked about him on our Patreon. Let's introduce him to our regular listeners, but we'd love to see all of you on our Patreon as well. What do you got at number five? Yep. So, uh, you know, I actually had somebody else here coming into the weekend, but then this guy finally showed up and showed up in a huge way. Quinn Johnston, wide receiver TCU, six foot four, 193 pounds, and lots of weight that he can still gain on that frame. But he doesn't need to gain that weight because he's still physical at the catch point. He still can win contested catches. He has great uh, length with his arms and catching, like jumping, catching ability. Um, and what he gives us right now at that lower weight is the ability to create yards after catch. We don't see that with a lot of six foot four guys. So Quentin Johnston has a, has a really fun skill set. The production, like raw production numbers, have not been there throughout his career. But that's a lot of because TCU did not run a great offense that was going to lead to uh, great raw numbers. But from a market share standpoint, he looked really good through his first two years. Uh, 480 yards first year, 630 sophomore year, and six touchdowns. You know, between the two years, he was averaging about 20 yards per catch, a little bit over. Uh, coming into this year, slow start. Um, was not a great start at all. A lot of people were questioning him, including me. Through his first four games, this guy only had 12 catches, just over 100 yards, zero touchdowns. Where is Quentin Johnson, especially in this new offense that's supposed to be you know, high-powered and is scoring points but not scoring points with Quentin Johnston? This week when they, you know, they really need some help against Kansas, Kansas is playing very well coming into this game. 14 receptions, 206 yards, and a touchdown. Wow. He became the offense for that game and showed up when it was needed. Now that we're into conference play, we might see some more of this. You know, when TCU needs to score points, they're going to go QJ's way. When they didn't need him, they didn't need him, I guess. Uh, so this is one of those guys that has the high ceiling, little unsafe because of the slow start to the season. But, you know, over the first years, he looked great. He looks like he has the talent. He just needs to kind of put it all together and be a bit more consistent, see how the rest of the season rides out. So Nate's one through five is Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, Josh Downs, Keyshawn Boutte, and Quentin Johnston. Who did you have at number five that you took out, if I could ask? Yeah, so I had Jermaine Burton in there. Ah, and uh, I, I put a note here, no Alabama. Jermaine Burton. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I was Steve for Alabama. You know, um, I had him above QJ coming into the, the weekend, but uh, Quentin Johnston has done something that so far Jermaine Burton hasn't done and had a big game. Um, against Utah State to start the season. You know, Burton had five receptions, two touchdowns for 35 yards. Uh, since then, you know, he hasn't really been used a lot. To be fair, Alabama, had, their offense hasn't looked incredible. But still, I was expecting Burton to come in, kind of take over that wide receiver one role, and he has not. It's been spread out pretty well uh, between all the different wide receivers there. No one's really stepped up. This past game, three receptions, 48 yards against Texas A&M, and a touchdown. 48 yards. He was the re leading receiver for the Alabama offense. Uh, they did not have Bryce Young. They had Jalen Mil Milrow. Um, so he's still a guy I'm excited about. He has some yards of the catchability, some contested catchability, but, you know, not quite the expectation that I was hoping for. Uh, he hasn't quite hit that. So he's outside of my top five right now, but as soon as he comes back with some big games in a row, I'm going to very easily slide him back in the top five. But 
you know, I, I got to look at the results. I got to look at the production. And as at the moment, not quite there. One last thing. Tight ends, they can be tricky, but they do catch the ball. So I'm going to just kind of lump them in here. Are there any notable 2023 tight ends that we need to have on our radar? I'm sure I'll find some guy that everybody hates that I'll talk about to the end of time, though. Yeah, there's some fun tight ends in this class. Um, some guys that, you know, we'll, we'll all take shots on somewhere in the third, fourth, fifth rounds of our rookie drafts. But there's one guy that really stands out, and he's been standing out as the number one tight end for this class since his freshman year. That's Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. We know Notre Dame puts out NFL talent at tight end. This is one of the times you can kind of help a scout because, hey, you know, Brian Kelly was just putting him out there for years and years and years. We've seen a lot of them. So, you know, looking here, 450 yards, his first year with 142 receptions. That's a lot for a tight end in college, especially freshman year. Last year, 71 receptions for 840 yards. This year through five games, 33 receptions, 351 yards, five touchdowns. And this, you know, he's coming off a huge game uh, this past weekend against BYU. 11 receptions, 118 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, he's going to get so many Travis Kelsey comparisons. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, there's a – I don't know if uh, Theo Johnson or Britton Strange are eligible from Penn State. They are eligible. And uh, they've – I'm not sure – what they're going to end up looking like NFL draft wise. They've shown some flashes, but I don't know if they've yeah. been enough con- consistently. Well, Theo Johnson has been hurt, but Brenton strange has been really efficient with his targets. So um, that's all we got for you guys. So um, hope you enjoyed a little bit of a sneak peek into the 2023 receiving class. But uh, before we head out of here, Let's just talk about, uh, hey, get ready for some best ball pickups and rivals. Use the promo code Rewind on Underdog Fantasy and get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. You headed to a game? Nate, you going to go see the Ravens soon? Yeah, you hopefully. Might. Well, if he does, he's going to go to SeatGeek.com and use the promo code Dynasty Rewind to get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Have that first stadium beer on us with your savings. We want you to be a part of the best community fantasy football. Become a rewinder today and get access to rankings, bonus pods, and written content, as, long as, as well as so much more. We're now offering a 10% discount on yearly memberships. For the best gear on the planet, head to BrittanyGlobal.com. Use the promo code Rewinder. 10% off all Dynasty Rewind and Dynasty Rewind only merch. Till next time, everybody. Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thanks for listening.